Welcome, everybody. I'm Kristen. And I'm Serena. And this is Oi with the Coffee Already. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode eight, where we talk Gilmore Girls part two. Yay. I know. We're like half excited. Half excited because we like the first half of part two, but not so much the last two seasons. (laughs) It's very, the last two seasons are very frustrating. They're very frustrating. We we have lots of thoughts and opinions as to what the um, writers and everybody else that is in charge of this whole thing did or didn't do. <laughs> yeah, so. pretty much just torpedoed it in the water. That's what they did. <laughs> Basically. Like, we have a great show. How should we end it? Horribly. That's right. how we should end it. Right. Horribly. Terribly. Let's make everybody <laughs> angry. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, boy. So we went through the cast list um, previous. So, or like the big main cast. And so I have another list about the same length of mm-hmm. the lesser characters and characters that we're going to talk about here. Yes. Um, so I'll start at the top. We've got Liz Torres plays Miss Patty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Zucri plays Logan Huntsberger. By the way, I looked that one up in case anyone yeah. was wondering. Um, I, I did actually pronounce it correctly. Yay. And he's actually been doing The Resident, which looks like a really good show. I just haven't watched it yet. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing him. It looks, I love medical shows, so I'm interested. Um, Michael Winters plays Taylor Dosey. And by the way, apparently he was an episode of Friends, season five, episode eight, the doctor in the episode of the one with all the Thanksgivings. (gasps) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I figured you would remember it more than I would, but yes. (laughs) Um, Sally Struthers plays Babette Dell. I love Babette. That kills me. Uh, Todd Lowe plays Zach Vanderbrig, uh, which is one of Lane's, not only Lane's band member, but eventually husband and all that. But he mm-hmm. was in True Blood and Shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Cabrera plays Brian. Sebastian Bach plays Gil. And Sebastian Bach also was the former lead singer of Skid Row. Oh, so he really is a rock star <laughs> uh, turned actor, and uh, I love Gil. So I, think I he really love kind of him. Band, I love <laughs> yes. him. I think I love him more now as an adult. Like I see this guy, uh-huh. he just—I don't know. I love Gil. Well, you so. can just tell he loves what he does, and he doesn't he care does. when or where or who he's gonna rock out with. He's just gonna rock. <laughs> Well, that and like family's rock and roll, man. Yes, <laughs> like, I love that. He normalizes so, uh, it. <laughs> he does. He's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then we've got Danny Strong plays Doyle uh, McMaster, who uh, Doyle is ends up at Yale. He's the uh, works at the newspaper. Ends up becoming um, Paris's Paris's boyfriend. Yeah. Yes. Um, Kathleen Whittle plays Liz Danes, which is Luke's sister. Mm-hmm. And Liz's husband, TJ, is played by Michael DeLuise. And <laughs> oh, TJ cracks me up. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Chris Agerman plays Jason Stiles. Vanessa Morano plays uh, April Nardini, who's Luke's long lost daughter. Um, who's She was also in apparently Saving Zoe and S- Switched at Birth. So she was in that. 
cool. Um, and then we've got Wayne Wilcox plays Marty, who I really think Rory should have dated, but we'll talk yeah. about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly, I went ahead and added her in here because she is kind of important. Ariel mm-hmm. Kebble plays Lindsay, which becomes Dean's wife. Yes. Um, so, and she was in John Tucker Must Die, which I... It was a very, I feel like John Tucker Must Die was a very underrated movie. I thought I enjoyed I enjoyed the heck out of that one. I think I've only seen that one once. It wasn't a favorite of mine. <laughs> was it your uh, to your your liking? No, not really. Um I mean it was okay, okay. but yeah. I mean, it's, it's not for everybody. Another teen movie. Just kidding. <laughs> it is. And it's silly and ridiculous, but that's not what we're I know. So <laughs> Oh, um, we are just kidding. I know. So we've got a ton of talking points. We're diving into up the last four seasons, seasons four, five, six, and seven, mm-hmm. um, which is when Rory starts college at Yale, not Harvard. Rory's yep. going to Yale. Yale. Yeah. So, um, so I guess we could do an overview of season four. Obviously, yes. she starts at Yale, and it's kind of nice. This is the season that Rory's single. Yeah, and it starts it off which single. Is, I feel like she should have just stayed single. She would have oh, saved yeah. herself so much trouble in life. <laughs> yes, if only. <laughs> if only. Um, then it wouldn't Lorelei, be a show. <laughs> that's true. And Lorelai's getting her in off the ground with Suki. Yep. Suki's giving birth. And um, I thought there was something else I was going to say. Now I can't remember what it was. Well, Lorelai <laughs> dates Jason. And I yeah. feel like, I know there's a lot of mixed opinions about Jason, and you and I have mixed opinions about mm-hmm. Jason. Here's why I like Jason. Now, I don't like Jason as, like, a forever person for Lorelai. He's not. Mm-hmm. He's not a good forever person. He's too neurotic and way too OCD. Right. But I feel like during this season where she's, like, super busy, super, like, borderline corporate, but not because she's trying to get a, mm-hmm. like, a business off the ground and everything but she's like incredibly busy right and jason is the kind of guy who can understand and respect that without mm-hmm. getting crappy upset. with her mm-hmm. yeah and upset like oh you're not spending enough time with me right. blah blah blah. like because he he's doesn't... just as busy as she is <laughs> he is and so i feel like for this time in her life he's mm-hmm. the right person now obviously lorelei didn't handle the relationship in a very mature way because it's lorelei so of course right. she wouldn't tell her parents but um, right yeah that to me is really really annoying like I understand a little bit of it but at the same time it's like my god woman you are an adult like get it well together. this actually gets, well it gets really bad right in the beginning and it's the beginning of the fourth season and mm-hmm. they're looking at the um for an interior designer and she mm-hmm. finds the one oh, God, and she finds yeah. out that her mother used her. Mm-hmm. And Lorelai goes off the rails to the point where even Suki is like, this is insane. Yeah. Like, you're crazy right now. Mm-hmm. And you got to get a handle on it because it is. She's being ridiculous. She's like, oh, this really great designer who knows my mother. And now she might tell my mom something. What? Right. What might she tell your mother that you're opening an inn? She already knows that. That you'd hired someone who's a designer. She probably figures you're going to need one. But right. Suki's pregnant. Who cares? Like, exactly. why does any of this matter? Like, yep. what is this woman going to tell your mother that is so terrible? And see, and that, like, right there, it just kind of perpetuates just the toxic relationship that she keeps, like, having with her mom in a sense where it's like, her mom didn't even do anything. Like, it's just the fact that this lady happens to know her mom and she gets, 
like bent out of shape for it and it's like really like you know your mother you know she uses interior designers like you know this already like how why would you you know I don't know it just yeah exactly like you said it just there's no point and no reason for the way that she reacted no through any of it and it was very childish (laughs) it was really childish it was absurd like Mm -hmm. Even I'm sitting there like, what is your freaking problem? Like, you're going to ruin your own business with this really great interior designer because you have your own weirdo mental hangups that, mm-hmm. like, have no purpose. Like, well, and then after when Emily does find out that that's who she's using and and it wasn't even like, oh, well, you're using her. It was kind of like, so you told this woman, like, not to talk to me because we happen to know each other or right. whatever, you know? And and then Lorelai goes and, and gets rid of her. Like yeah. she fires her. Which is absurd. <laughs> it's, it's so crazy. Right. You like you it's so nuts. Like you watch it like, what the hell are you mm-hmm. doing? Like freaking relax. Like who cares? Yeah. So what? And then Lorelai once again will complain about the relationship between her and her mother. Well, when you're pulling garbage like this, you're also part of the problem. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you, see, you are part of the problem. Yeah. And there's a small part where, and I know, not a small part, it's a big part. It's a big part of who Lorelai is because I know there have been some people that I've talked to the, talked to you about like with the show and a lot of them say that it bothers them that Lorelai acts like the child 99% of the time, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Rory tends to act like the parent or the adult or the one with I don't know a little bit of sense you know at times and there are times where it's like oh my gosh like please just grow up already like you are in your 30s like you need to get it together you know and and I I can I will admit that the more the more I watch this show like over and over um she does tend to get on my nerves a little at times, especially with things like this. And you're like, exactly. What difference is it going to make if this interior designer speaks to your mother? Yeah. So they know each other, like get over it. Like you're not hiding. And like you said, she knows you're opening an inn. She knows about Suki. Like there is nothing there that is a secret that should be kept from your mother. I mean, Lorelai talks about, she's concerned that, you know, that, they have money problems that'll get back to her mother well her mother knows she's not wealthy she knows she's opening an inn like what money problems are you talking about do you owe a bookie money that like what is going on not exactly you know a secret about that no i mean it's just and yeah anything if anything in in typical emily fashion she would suggest giving her money obviously right. there are strings attached to it just because that's who emily is but well, it's like one of her only ways she can have a relationship with her daughter exactly that's true uh, unfortunately and that's on yeah. lorelei i mean that's mm-hmm. the truth of it that's on lorelei her mother would be yeah. perfectly fine having a relationship with her daughter it's lorelei who continues to put the brakes on it uh-huh. um but it's interesting because yeah. you have this whole thing that's that starts off season four. Mm-hmm. And then what also starts off season four is Richard starts his or he's had his business and now he gets his new partner, Jason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they decide they're going to do a launch party that Lorelai is going to cater with Suki and it's going to be right. a lot of money. And mm-hmm. um, it ends up falling through. Yes. So this doesn't, you know, they don't end up getting 
the money for it. And that's because of Jason, who kind of comes in and goes, oh, this is not what our clients want. We're going to take them to Atlantic City. Like, nobody wants a stuffy dinner party. Like, they're obsolete. Right. No one cares. He wants to do, yeah, like, right. modern, so, big, fancy. <laughs> yeah. So, Emily does the right thing. She talks to Lorelai, tells her the truth, and then says, of course, we'll pay you for any expenses. You know, that's just natural business. That's just how it works. Right. Right. And then Lorelai decides she's going to go rip Jason a new one. And it's like, oh, it's wait. almost. Wait, yes. wait, wait. So even before that, though, again, because Emily doesn't come right out and say why they're not doing the dinner party anymore. True. And then that's when Lorelai, again, chooses to handle it kind of like in an immature way because Emily didn't come to her and she didn't criticize her. She didn't say anything bad about her her or Suki but Lorelai just automatically assumed that it was something negative and just basically ripped her mom like a new one without really knowing what had happened right and then Emily admits to her what had happened that it was kind of out of her hands and right you know and it got canceled to be you know vindictive in the way no she in fact she complimented Lorelai she said it'd probably be the best one I'd ever throw Exactly. And so, you know, which really kind of threw Lorelai because it was a genuine compliment from her mother. Right. Because she was like, oh, (laughs) right. And it was just like, oh, okay, well, then what's going on? And then her, you know, rather than anyway. So Mm -hmm. but then Lorelai runs in and starts yelling at Jason and stands up for her mother. And it's like, you got to figure it out, kid. And I say kid, she does. She acts (laughs) like a kid. But you're like, you got to figure this out. What do you want? Do you want like what are you trying to accomplish here you know yeah. and so she it's in. like the it's like the the moment in the notebook between ryan gosling and rachel mcadams yeah. where he's like what, what do, do you want, want? <laughs> it's just like it's not that simple what do you want <laughs> literally like what i find myself doing where i'm staring at the tv and i'm like what do you want like you right. want a relationship with her or you don't want a relationship with her like you yeah want- it's confusing. <laughs> it is. It, it's very confusing. And uh, so anyways, and that really kind of starts off season four. And there's a lot, obviously, that goes on between Emily and Lorelai mm-hmm. throughout season four. But um, I kind of want to go back to the beginning of season four, which is the Lorelai's yeah. first day at Yale. Yes. And I, I, this is one of my favorite episodes. I love this episode. And it, you've got Luke involved because he's letting Lorelai borrow his truck. And... <laughs> She doesn't drive stick. She backs up the car or the truck all yeah. the way to the diner. And it's this whole great episode. And then, you know, of course, Lorelai keeps commandeering the truck and which drives mm-hmm. Luke nuts. But even Luke comes in, helps Rory move in at some point, you know, and yeah. um, and then of course Rory panics and wants her mom back with her. And they have this I just gotta say, did you ever sit there when they're ordering all the food and you just mm-hmm. see dollar signs and you're like, oh, how much freaking money did Lorelai spend? Or like, did any of the other yep. people like chip in? Like, I could see Paris maybe chipping in because Paris, right. uh, you know, is kind of rolling in it. But like, right, right. You kind of wonder, like, who's all paying for this? Exactly. I was looking at that because I was like, hey, that's actually, like, not a bad idea. Like, that's pretty smart. 
But right. at the same time, I'm like, where is she getting this money? Because aren't they right. like, supposedly strapped for cash? Well, they are now. <laughs> she just yeah, said seriously. A small fortune. Yeah. <laughs> Moving your kid in and then buying all the food. <laughs> right. And But yeah, and then I was thinking, I thought the same thing. I was like, well, maybe Paris is the one that's kind of foot in the bill just because she, not so much that she doesn't care, but she is desperately trying to make, to reinvent herself. So True. I think yeah. she sees this as an opportunity and if she can, if it takes a little money to do it, well, then it takes a little money to do it, you know? Well, and she, like, how much did you love having Paris be a sweet mate with Rory? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like uh, how Paris is like, I pulled strings, we're together. <laughs> and, right. and not hey. just her, by, not just her, but also her life coach was yes. there for a little while oh my God. too. Oh, like Oprah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but at the same time I mean it was kind of nice to see that yeah she you know Paris was like okay like I I'm abrasive and I'm mean and you know she's kind of like a no bullshit kind of person which I like but there are times where it's like yeah you kind of rub people the wrong way she um, knows so, she, right, knows. she knows that and and it's kind of funny that that's you know their take on her when you very first see her she's with a life coach and even when she's talking to um one of the new roommates and stuff she kind of loses it yes and then you know he like tells her to bring it back in and then she does her crafting and all that <laughs> stuff it's just a little tana it's funny but i'm just so glad that that they didn't keep her there and that she kind of went back to her neurotic ways just because right. it wouldn't be Paris otherwise. No, it wouldn't be Paris. You know. So yeah, she tried. But she's yeah. still great. I love her. I love that she was very much a no-nonsense kind of friend and always told Rory what she needed to hear, whether she wanted to hear it or not, you know? Right. And she was yeah. always, in the end, became a really good friend to her. Yes. Which... Which was nice, you know, they started out as kind of like enemies, they didn't really like one another, and then oftentimes wouldn't even acknowledge their friendship, (laughs) (laughs) which I thought was kind of hilarious. Yes. (laughs) But then towards the end, it was, you know, it was really nice, so I liked that. Me too. But anyways, sorry, didn't mean to take No, you're fine. (laughs) Yeah, I really like how they brought Paris back to Paris. Although I do also like that mm-hmm. in four seasons she is trying to experience college. So like the Harvard Yale right. game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then like she's like, I can't do this. She's like, good a picture. We won. We lost. Yeah. We're done. <laughs> she's like, I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> yeah, and then go make out with Asher from Fleming. Holy moly, girl. Right. <laughs> It's like, okay, so you're really going for the full college experience. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Good lord. Yeah, I thought it was kind of funny, like, the relationship. Weirdly, they, like, kind of go together. And I don't... Right. Like, it should bother me more, but it really doesn't. Like, I see... Like, it doesn't bother Paris to keep it a secret. And then, like, he, like, appreciates Paris and likes her for who she is. So, right. and I kind of feel like Paris has always been kind of, I don't want to say like the whole like old soul type of thing, but I really feel like she's always been more mature than what she's like 
passed off as you know well, she's what I not mean? very um, childlike i she i don't no. think she had much of a childhood to begin with no, but it's just definitely <laughs> she's just not childlike in general and Mm-mm. so she and she's very clear on what she wants yes in in life and she knows and you know and i think that kind of bodes well when you are in 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 a relationship with somebody older do you know yeah yeah and um but yeah, so I I do see them kind of, you know, where it's not so awkward in the sense of like, oh my gosh, she's with the professor, but it's kind of like, okay, like, so that happened. Well, like, <laughs> you, know? you kind of see her in, I go back in, I think, season three, when they do mm-hmm. the, um, they do the, um, or maybe season two, where they have the fake business and how she mm. is able to talk and converse with like Richard. Right, right, right. And so, yeah. and it's not obviously, it's, you know, it's just being able to talk to him and have a conversation and be an adult and talk business. Right, right. And talk business in a very adult way with him. And then you see right. that later, obviously, with Asher Fleming. And she just has this very adult way about her. She always has. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, she's yeah, definitely, definitely not like most girls, but no. Paris, what are you going to do? Paris right. needs no embellishment. No, she really doesn't. I just think it's uh, when Rory found out, I thought it was kind of hilarious because she was like, wait, what? I know. <laughs> and then she talks to her mom. She's like, how old? <laughs> she keeps. <laughs> She's like, higher? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So anyways, but yeah, that was always entertaining. And then um, I think what else I want to talk about too, I, I, I guess we'll keep a track on the Rory and Paris thing because we got them mm-hmm. experiencing spring break in Girls in Bikinis, Boys Doing the Twist. And I always thought this, yep. season, this episode was so entertaining. And it's the last episode we see Madeline and Louise. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So it's the last time we see Madeline and Louise, which I think it was, was it Madeline no longer goes to college? She's just yes living her life (laughs) her best life yeah right yeah i mean you kind of saw that coming (laughs) i know it just i don't think either one of those girls was ready for the college life the way like paris and rory were no definitely not obviously because you see that they're the ones that get um well no it wasn't them but they meet them there at, at spring break right yeah, they they come across yeah. them unexpectedly. That's right. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know. That seems more their realm than um, school. <laughs> so. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And uh, let's see. Oh, and then of course, um, Dean gets married in this season. Yeah, and Which marries Lindsay. Very- not happy <laughs> well it made dean not happy like it was the night before yeah. he was supposed to get married and he's drunk and he's talking about rory <gasps> yes yep and can i just say that i thought it was really nice that because obviously luke and dean kind of have a very off and on kind of like friendship type of thing you know there's yeah sensory- doesn't like him and there's times where he likes him so in that part when dean is there and he's drunk and he's saying you know dumb things and luke really takes care of him and takes him away like sends his friends away 
you know, says that he needs to get some rest. He needs to sober up because obviously the next day is his wedding. Right. And, you know, and takes him up to his, to the room and one just kind of lets him, lets him talk, you know, just Mm -hmm. lets him say whatever he needs to say, no judgment, you know, but at the same time, he's kind of like, yeah, you can't really, like, you're getting married tomorrow. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. You need to let her go. Well, and then, like, and, even Luke is like, you guys can't go to the wedding. Like, just don't go. Yes. And I think he knew that if she had gone, the situation would have turned way worse. It would have been a, a Ross and Rachel and Emily moment. Oh, my gosh. It really would have. It would have been that, or he wouldn't have gone through with it. It, it just, it would have exactly. been a huge mess. And in a yeah. way, in a way, Luke is protecting Rory because everyone would blame yeah. her. Yeah. And so that's anyways. true. But yeah, yeah. but I, I really like how he, and seeing that's the thing about Luke is Luke is always looking out for one. He's always looking out for Rory and Lorelai. And at times it makes me mad because they take it for granted. I feel like sometimes where, you know, they don't always appreciate the things that he does sometimes and I can see Lorelai doing that more but I don't feel like right. Rory quite does that like, I guess that's what I meant yeah yeah more Lorelai than Rory because even when Rory was talking to Lorelai and was like no Luke was really upset like we really shouldn't go right um, you know and then when Lorelai wanted to talk to Luke about it you know she was you know told her like no don't do it because he was serious like yeah mom just like let it be we're just gonna stay home like it's not a big deal so right so which was good which was obviously the right call because even in the very beginning when dean had run into rory and like invited her and all of that it was like no don't go like you don't one you don't belong there um in that in that scenario like that's just not a place and i can't figure out why dean invited her anyways like he invites her at the last minute i don't know if he just did it out of nerves that's what i was thinking because he seemed really nervous and talking with her and he was you know and even he had stated like you know well i didn't realize you were going to be home this weekend or else i would have or and maybe he just felt awkward and it was just one of those moments of like hey we're here we're talking you know i'm getting married so i guess i'll invite you right like (laughs) maybe he felt it'd be ruder not to invite her right but like i can't imagine Lindsay would want her there right like i I would think that i don't know like yeah when my husband and i got married there was huge gaps between both of us having a serious relationship before we met each other so Uh like it wasn't it wasn't a year like the way it was like, which is probably less than a year really between Dean and Rory, but theirs was so volatile and like crazy Mm -hmm. that like, I don't know that I'd be that pleased if my husband had a relationship like that and then invites her to the wedding. Like, I don't know. (laughs) I would not be pleased. That's for sure. No, I don't know. Especially knowing, I mean, I don't know how much Lindsay knew about their relationship and, you know how toxic it was you know i right. don't know but but even then it's 
too close of an ex, I guess. It is. And just so everybody knows, neither my husband nor myself invited any exes to our wedding, in case you guys were wondering. (laughs) Us either. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, no exes were invited. (laughs) No, that's just not something that I could see doing. Even if I was on good terms with exes, I just don't think that would be something. It's it's not a place for them. No, not I just really. don't think so. Anyways, I, I don't know. And maybe people will disagree with people, us. It and, depends on the ex. Right. But. Yeah, that's true. And as long as you got that open communication with whoever you're marrying, then sure, go for it. If they're whatever, fine with it, <laughs> your thing, do it. Do your thing. Do your thing. That's not my thing. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah. So, anyways, I don't know. That whole situation was just a little awkward and weird. And I think. But obviously, it kind of shows that obviously he really wasn't over Rory because he had his his moment with his bachelor party and all of that stuff. And then, well, and then it continues, right? Yeah, after he gets married, and we start. I think we really start to see it. We see it a little bit before, but we really start to see it in Mm -hmm. the incredible sinking Lorelai's, which is episode fourteen of season four. I'm just gonna find Mm -hmm. it. Yep episode 14 season four so this is this episode i really like this episode i it's very heartbreaking but it's a really great episode you've got Mm um you've got richard's mom visiting and (laughs) which is always entertaining because emily's always losing her mind and um but she's so she's visiting and then rory and laurel i keep missing each other by the phone Mm. and both of them are experiencing like kind of like a tough situation where mm-hmm. Rory's basically been told to drop a class because she's not keeping up. And then, right. uh, which really isn't a big deal, but of course to Rory, it's a big deal. And then, right. uh, because she'd still be a full-time student. It's just, anyways uh well and even she says you know it's the same courses that her grandfather took so she's like i should be able to do this (laughs) yeah and then of course lorelei and suki are pretty much strapped for cash and then suki Mm -hmm. has a life and a baby which has you know has kind of come in and is at this moment it was sort of a wrecking ball very disruptive it just is it just is kids are that's just how it is right and it's not yeah it's not good or bad it's just a thing and so of course lorelei feels like she's holding up all the pieces and then Mm -hmm. the friend she's relying on all of a sudden just it doesn't wake up doesn't show up and drops like drops the ball and now they gotta pay more money to get the sink and like it's a whole thing and when they don't have the money for it. They don't have the money to pay for the sink to come back, even though it has to come right. back. And right. um, so you know, Lorelai. Uh-huh. Yeah. So then I'm sorry. But yeah, Suki says, well, why don't we talk to Luke about, you know, an influx of money, which by the way, can mm-hmm. we talk about Luke and money really quick? Do you just feel yeah. like he's a secret millionaire? Oh, for sure. Like, it's <laughs> like, like what is he, where does he go? <laughs> where does he go? What does he spend his money on? He literally wears the same thing in every day and he goes fishing. Right. And that's about it. Yeah. And he drives <laughs> he a new even... truck. He doesn't buy new cars. Right. No. And he barely wants to paint his shop. Like he doesn't, he doesn't change anything. You know? Right. And I don't think he had he... to put a huge influx of money into the no. diner 
No. I mean, maybe he got money after his dad passed away and used it. But yeah, Luke is apparently a closet millionaire because he, (laughs) I don't know if you paid attention. This was like second season when he Mm -hmm. bought the building next door for $115,000. Did you hear what he said? He said he went to the bank and got a cashier's check and got it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you understand what he yeah. just did? He took so basically $115,000. Yeah. He bought it in cash. And so yeah. now, he, and then he's able to do renovations and not only do renovations, not even on his own, but he pays Tom to do it. You know, right, exactly. that's a contractor with people like that, that costs mm-hmm. money. And then like, right. <laughs> and then to give Lorla, you know, 30 grand just to drop her hat. Favorite. Yeah. Right. Like, here's the check. Right. (laughs) And she's like, wait, what? She's like, wait. Yeah, exactly. Even she's like, wait, what's going on? Like, but like, she falls apart on him. Mm -hmm. And Luke was amazing through the whole thing. And, you know, it's just one of those really, it's one of those really touching and heartbreaking moments all at the same time because Mm -hmm. Lorelai usually has it all together, or at least she fakes it. And this time she just couldn't fake it anymore. And, right. You know, everything comes crashing down. And then the fact that, yeah, because I mean, you know, she's used to, if she does fall apart, she usually has Rory there to kind of lean on, you know, where they both can kind of fall apart together and, and it's okay, you know, and in this moment, she couldn't get a hold of Rory, like they kept missing one another. So that just adds to the pressure of everything, um, you know, and then she got into an argument with her best friend when she totally understands, you know, that Suki herself has a lot going on outside of the in and everything else, you know, and it it was just, it's a lot because it's usually the people that you turn to, she can't, no, she just couldn't, have them in that moment and this moment between luke and lorelei is one of my top favorite moments between them and i love it and i watched it the other night and it was literally like i don't know just in that moment i was so like invested in it that it it like brought tears to my eyes and i'm sitting there and i'm like i've seen this a million times and it still gets me every single time and i think a lot of us can kind of relate to her in that moment where you just feel like the weight of the world is just on you and it's just you can't hold it in anymore (laughs) and so you just break down on whoever is there and well it's been stacking on Lorelai for the last what two three days you've got right you know she can't get a hold of Rory and then it gets stacked on by her grandmother who talks about how her her mom first who says you got to do something with your hair because your grandmother's coming you know right finally is like okay well I can get 10 minutes to finally get in get something done with my hair and then she's in wet hair and has to run and then her grandmother makes a comment about her hair then her grandmother makes a comment about her drowning in money you know drowning and you know not being able to keep up with it and then Mm -hmm. you know she's got all of this kind of just you know one two three four you know it's all just right it just makes her feel like a failure like she can't Well, then, like she even says, she says, my grandmother basically called me a charity case and I couldn't even say anything. Like, right. Couldn't disagree with her. Yeah. Like, right. Right. 
Yeah. So anyways, it is, it's a very good episode and it's also one of those, it's, it's kind of a duel where it's part of it is like, okay, they're kind of falling apart, but at the same time, they're both really strong. Like there's a strength right. to it. And right. she gets that strength from Luke who just sits there and holds her. He doesn't give her platitude. I mean, he gives her a little bit. He's just like, you can do this. Right. You know, he's but at the same time, thing. he's just right. He's just that ear and that yeah. shoulder that she needs, you and know, he lets and her he's cry. Not trying. Yeah, he's not there trying to fix it or trying to make it all better. It's just he's there and that's what she needs. Yeah. And I love that part for her and Luke, but then I hate the part for Rory and Dean. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because then Rory turns and falls apart on Dean. I feel like it would have been much better if she fell apart on Lane. Uh, Yeah. But she falls apart on Dean, which is unfair to Dean. He's got a wife now. Like Right. Right. He's and it's not like she and and we're not saying that oh like she sought him out to because she went to the hotel or went to the inn looking for her mom right so but because Dean is obviously he can't let go of Rory like he can't quit her right so he sees that moment and is like what's going on talk to me you know like share. And so she she does because she doesn't know where else to go. You know, she doesn't know where else to go. She doesn't know who else to talk to. She can't see her mom. Her school over is 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 overpowering her, but she doesn't want to admit that, you know. And so, yeah, so there's Dean, you know, and she falls apart for him. And And it's the beginning of the end for Dean's marriage to Lindsay is what that kind of signifies. And uh, yeah. Yeah. It's all downhill from there. <laughs> it is all downhill from there. But then we got it the really uphill is. swing of Lorelai and Luke in yeah. uh, right at the end of Luke can see her face. I always thought this episode was pretty entertaining, but it's towards the end yes. that really I love it because he's got his self-help book that he of course he won't show <laughs> Andrew the book. You know, he just gives him a hundred right. bucks and he's like, What do you have right. porn? He goes, You sell porn? <laughs> and he goes, No. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but like he's got this self-help book, which is hysterical, and you know, uh-huh. uh, and the self-help book kind of makes him realize who he always goes to. Like he called right. Lorelai when he ended up in jail after yeah. kicking a car, and uh, right, and he, he goes to right, and he goes and goes to Lorelai after Jess went and said some awful mm-hmm. things to him, and he comes to Lorelai's house drunk you know right right fixing stuff yep attempting to fix stuff. attempting to fix stuff and then um but he always goes to her he goes to her all the time you yeah. know whether they're arguing or not because i think yeah yeah well even it was um i don't know if we put it on our list but it was the one where they repaired the bells for the church and it was snowing oh. and so <laughs> lorelei finds out that he moved in with Nicole, but he hadn't really moved out. Like all of his stuff was still in his place. So they have a fight, but he still shows up to shovel her driveway. (laughs) And he's yelling at her. (laughs) She's like, my snow shovel. He goes, I loaned it to you three years ago. (laughs) And then, you know, they go up together to break the bells. (laughs) Um, But anyways, I mean, they're always coming back to it they always circle back to each other and i love that moment of clarity for luke and because you know yeah. lorelei was never going to make the first move no and so 
anyways and then of course yeah. you've got the next episode that comes after that which is last week fight this week tights which mm-hmm. now luke's sister liz she's getting married to tj oh tj and uh <laughs> jess is back in town <laughs> and, yeah uh, and I have to say, one of my favorite moments is such a small moment, but it's probably one of my all-time favorite moments mm-hmm. where the guys are getting ready and it's Luke and TJ and Jess. And TJ goes, Luke, you know, he thanks him for letting him use his deodorant and, and <laughs> goes, allow me, and just takes it and drops it in the trash. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Doesn't say yes. anything. <laughs> And then Luke, of course, invites Lorelai to the wedding with them. And the two of them are mocking the whole thing, <laughs> trying to hold it together. Yes. <laughs> and if you look, I don't know if you ever looked to pay attention because Jess sits in front of them. If you see, uh-huh. he's trying to hold it together just as much as they are. Yeah. He's like desperately That's- trying not to burst into laughter, like at this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I love, I... I mean, I obviously like his sister. She had her problems, her issues, hence Jess and right. his whole whoever he is, you know, thing. Um, but I really like how they brought her in. They made her a good, solid character. They showed her character growth as well. Um, I mean, her and Jess's relationship were never was never perfect by any no. means. And I really like this episode because Jess does end up walking her down the aisle. Mm-hmm. And that was her, like, you know, her, well, it was, well, it was her, but TJ was the one that had went to Jess and, you know, had asked, yeah, you know, and, and basically told him like, this is what your mom wants. Like, it would be really cool if you could do it for her, you yeah. know? And, and it's not to say that like, oh, Jess owed her anything because he, he didn't you know and she wasn't a good mom to him and she did ship him off to her brother you know with I mean sure some good intentions because you know she figured well if I can't do it Luke can do it you know she definitely has that hero worship for Luke and she talks about that hero worship and definitely you know and and you make a good point they definitely made Liz a redeem they gave her a redeeming character Mm mm-hmm They really did because at first, you know, I didn't, I was like, okay, well, great. Now she's going to come in. And honestly, when I first watched the show and her character and really kind of paid attention to her character, it was kind of, they could have gone one of two ways of just made her an absolute pain in the ass and somebody who, you know, just takes Luke for granted. And because sometimes Luke and kind of to go back into when Jess kind of ripped into Luke about the whole, like, you know, you have this quality where you have to fix everybody. Right. You know? And I mean, it's technically he's not wrong, but you know, he was also a, a jerk, you know, yeah, to he Luke, was. and that wasn't, that was not okay. But at the same time, it's like, I can kind of see that, you know, I can see where he feels he takes on everybody's, you know, he wants to be a fixer. He wants to make everybody okay, you know, and he mm-hmm. wants to be there in the way that he can just because that's who Luke is. And sometimes, yeah, it can be a very, uh, it's, it's a good quality to have, but at the same time, it's a very, you know, I don't want to say bad more, quality, but it's more dangerous for yourself. 
Like it's a good exactly. calling to have, but it can be a danger to yourself when you're giving exactly. up all of your own self to everybody else and you leave nothing mm-hmm. for your own person. Right. And so I was kind of, I'm glad that they didn't make his sister in that way where she just takes advantage of that because when mm-hmm. she does come and she does move to Star Hollow and she stays there for a little while, like, she really sees that this is, you know, he's a good person and he wants to help everybody, which is obviously why she sent um, Jess to him. Right. You know, um, but so I, I really I like the way that they did their relationship and mm-hmm. I like how they made her character a good character in that sense. But I like I also like how they didn't just you know, make her and Jess's relationship, like, everything's okay now. Like, I'm fine. You're fine. Like, we're all good. And it's kind of like, no, like, it's, they still had their moments that, you know, there was a moment where he, he didn't want to walk her down the aisle and was like, I'm not going to do that. You know, like why? And, but he does, he ends up doing it and it was nice. So, it was nice. I'm glad yeah. they, it was kind I'm of glad that they did a turning it. point. Weirdly, I think probably reading mm-hmm. that book that, or the listening to the book on tape that right. that Luke had done was kind of uh-huh. this weird turning point for Jess. Yeah. And, but it was kind of like, it was interesting because it's this, it sounds like such a silly help, self-help book, but right. like, so like it helped Luke with his realization and relationships and stuff like that. And then mm-hmm. it really does help Jess. It helped Jess to even open up to his uncle and be, because mm-hmm. I don't, you know, he never knew how, like, how could he? Right. Nobody else ever opened up to him. Right. Exactly. You know? So mm-hmm. anyways, it was, it, it was pretty entertaining how they did that and it definitely yes. helped. And um, yeah. And then of course, I guess because we've been talking for 45 minutes about the f- season four, we'll wrap it up. Four, I know. <laughs> I know. I was just it's thinking, like, big, <laughs> you know what? I feel like season three and four are probably the two best seasons in the whole series. So it's easy to talk about. Yeah. Enjoyed it, so yeah. Uh, There's a lot to talk about that happens in those two seasons too. There is. So, and then yeah. we got to finish the last one: yeah. raincoats and recipes. Which, of course, the end yes. opens. Um, Luke and Lorelai finally have that first kiss, which is <laughs> so good. It's so it gets yeah. me every time. Every time I get like chills. I don't care how many times I, I see it. it. I love it. <laughs> like they're, it's it was done so well. It was done so mm-hmm. so well. And then of course. It all comes crashing down when Rory and Dean decide to do the horizontal boogie when Dean's yeah. still married. And it's and I and then of course we open up season five with Lorelai basically catching them. And yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean not like yeah. in the physical act, but no. she Yeah. And I have to admit, I'm glad that for once Lorelai didn't sit there. She did the right thing. She told Rory the reality she of the situation. Yeah. She's right. like, she's like, no, you like, this wasn't right. Like mm-hmm. he's not your Dean. He's and the whole, Dean. Like you're right. What you're doing is wrong. And, and Rory's whole thing, because again, Dean, it does his whole thing of like, we're not happy. We're not this. We're not right. that. And it's he like, okay, but, excuses. right. And, and he makes it seem like, you know, they're not together or whatever you know whatever it is that he does and you know and and so for Rory to sit there and tell her mom that you know and her mom's like but wait are they still married right <laughs> like they you know split up are they living in different places if they split right. up the monster no they're 
they're still married. Yeah, exactly. You know, and well, that then, like, is even Rory says, Well, he took the ring off, and she's like, Wow, uh, like <laughs> right. Yeah, even I was like, oof, like oof. that was yeah. It's not okay. <laughs> no. Doesn't make Definitely it okay. No. And yeah, that whole part was just not it's really cringy. I mean, it's very cringy. It's more like, cringy even, than Paris and Asher Fleming. Right? It just, yeah. And even, okay, so even before, like, when they're in her room and he's, like, getting ready to kiss her. And it's, like, that whole moment is just awkward and weird. And and it's, like, no, like, you guys know this shouldn't be happening. Why are you letting it happen? Like, right. I don't know. There was nothing nostalgic just because I feel like the relationship was so awful and it was so bad mm-hmm. and there wasn't because like even when she goes and she talks to Lane about it and you know Lane is like oh my gosh like that's you know it's you and Dean and it's like god I didn't get that feeling at all like I think she was trying to be the supportive I, friend and didn't yeah. want her friend to not talk to her so True. I kind of get, and even Lane even tells her, you know, she just says it quietly, but she's like, but he's married, you know? Right. And Lane right. does say it, you know, and she says the words. Yeah. And Rory's like, yeah, I know, you know? And, um, right. So, I mean, I think it's more, Lane's doing the oh my God thing because she's more shocked than anything. Like. Well, then too, it was also Rory's first time having sex. That so too. I think that was, I maybe that was a thing that kind of overshadowed more than just, you know, him being married. It was more yeah. like, oh my God, you just, you just had sex. Like, right. That was yeah. your first time. And yeah, and I get it, you know, like, you know, because I mean, obviously Lane has, you know, had lots of. Because even at one point when she's talking to Rory, she's like whispering, and I know Rory's, Rory's like, "Why are you whispering?" <laughs> I just feel like my mother can hear me no matter where she's at. <laughs> so I get Lane's like reaction in that sense. Um, yeah, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't get the whole like, "Oh my god, you guys are destined to be together" type. Of yeah, thing. I don't get that either. I'd be like, "What the hell are you doing?" Like, <laughs> I He's love you. But what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> He's just a terrible person. And he treats I, Lindsay like garbage. He comes home and he starts a picks a fight with Lindsay in the middle of the night. Like, right. dude, you were just with another woman and you're gonna go be crappy to your wife. Like, why are you like right. this? You're awful. Yeah. Like, just leave her and save her the issues. Like, yeah. ugh. Yeah, I don't like yeah. Dean. And then of yeah. course Rory gets shipped off to uh to your <laughs> her mother, which is kind of funny. Because of course Emily and Richard are having problems. Mm-hmm. Oh, Which we gosh. didn't even talk about that because there's a lot in season four, guys. No wonder we're talking about it for an hour. Emily and Richard have their problems because I, I can understand where Emily's coming from. Like mm-hmm. if I found out that my husband was having lunch with somebody for thirty years who he used to have a college sweetheart with, right? And didn't tell me or say anything. Mm-hmm. Like there's a reason he kept it a secret. Like what's like right. why are you keeping it a secret? I'd be mm-hmm. pretty upset. Like. That'd be really upsetting. Like, obviously, it's just lunch, but still, why did you hide it? If it's just lunch, why are you hiding it? 
Well, it's that, and then it was also on top of the whole Jason and new business thing, you know, where she felt like he was pushing her out because she was the one that always got his, like, dinner parties together and their associates together and things like that, you know? So when Jason comes along, it's like, oh, no, Jason's doing this, or, oh, no, Jason wants to do that. So she feels like she's getting pushed out of, like, her realm so she's already feeling detached from him yep. and then come to find out that he's seeing an ex-girlfriend you know that for basically their whole marriage yeah. <laughs> you know it's it's pretty shocking and yeah. i can totally understand why she would be upset the way that she is because i don't blame her like right he didn't do things the right way. No, he didn't. <laughs> and then to brush it off like it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Is well, if it's not is, that big of a deal, why do you not say anything? You know, right? Well, it just adds insult to injury. You yeah. know, and and basically he ruined something that was supposed to be a good moment for them with that whole like right. Yale and Harvard game and and everything. So yeah, yeah, and it's but yeah, it is. that was it's, a lot. And of course. <laughs> Right, and then season five opens up with Emily and Richard having their fight, and mm-hmm. only Perfect. prostitutes drink two glasses of wine at lunch. <laughs> and, oh, uh, I don't think people really give enough credit to Emily and her wit and her no, they don't. humor. And I mean, she's hysterical. I yes, there are times where I'm like, oh my god, her character drives me crazy. Right, but then there are a lot more moments that outweigh those moments where I'm like, you are hilarious and you're so funny and you're so underrated and everybody, you know, thinks, I mean, I don't know. I just, I love her. I love her character. I love how she is from beginning to end. And even in the revival, when they bring her back, I just, I best thing about what they did her character. Mm -hmm. There was, uh, there's another moment. Season three is when, uh, um, Richard's mom was visiting and they came to the Rory and Lorelai's house mm-hmm. and then it's all quiet you know and they're following they leave and Rory goes have fun and Emily turns back she goes nobody appreciates your sarcasm <laughs> nobody appreciates your sarcasm young lady and walks out the door I think it's the most snarky she's ever been with Rory ever <laughs> yes Rory's like I I didn't mean I that. didn't mean it <laughs> but uh but yeah. yeah I don't think Emily gets enough credit either so they anyway so she no. decides she's gonna go off to Europe with Rory girls trip you know which is the summer yes and I have to say Lorelai's Play, you know, going along and telling Rory to go was probably yeah. really smart. I oh, think for sure. it would get her out of town because otherwise it's going to be a thousand times worse. Yep. It's going to be so much worse. So I, I feel mm. like that was the right move. Well, because she also sees that Rory can't let go of Dean either. Right. Even now he's married, you know, she just, and after, especially after everything that just happened you know that's yeah that's the best best thing for her was yeah. to go with her grandmother right and um and then i actually really love the phone conversation that lorelei has with luke when she's in the closet uh-huh. yes and it's so good and she's like can you go somewhere quiet and he's like in the back and she's in the closet and uh-huh. they have this whole conversation about how she actually i think it's one of the first times lorelei actually really opens up to a boyfriend uh-huh. 
uh-huh. where she admits that no, it was really great, and we should do that again. And yes. you know, and then of course, TJ and Liz kind of throw a wrench in that. <laughs> but I think it's funny because her and Luke end up talking to each other. Like you can clearly tell they talk to each other every day, every right. day because he's been giving her updates on everything. You know, mm-hmm. he's got the cell phone, and so he's been talking even to her. When he, even when he, like, first started heading out to go help Liz and TJ, yeah, you know. Five messages he leaves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love how he, because he knows, he knows her, you know, he and he knows. And even, you know, in, like, one of his messages, he's like, I don't know if we're at this point in our relationship where I should be telling you like what I'm doing, where I'm going, but I want to kind of, you know, just share with you. Right. And I love that. I love how it starts off really good, really healthy. Mm -hmm. And, and, and they decided to ruin it too. (laughs) And by they, we mean the writers, by the way, in case you're not if i ever meet the writers i have a conversation i'd like to have that's that's seriously (laughs) um and we really see the beginning of luke and lorelei's relationship in written in the stars and it's Mm -hmm. so cute they have this really great they go to this great restaurant that they know luke luke has luke's Mm -hmm. and then he talks to her about the horoscope and oh my god and he keeps the horoscope like are you freaking kidding me and And not just keeps it but he just he remembers it around i know and like oh my god and then um at first like i remember thinking i think the first time i watched this i was a little surprised they slept together their first date but then i realized now like as an older adult i'm like first of all they've known each other for eight years Right. <laughs> yeah. Second of all, they've like marginally dated, not really dated, but kind of date, like done datey things, like yes, date like things for years. So, uh-huh. what date number is this really? Thirty. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, um. Anyways, I. Anyway, so but I love it. She just goes downstairs and like his t-shirt <laughs> and she's like well if they didn't know they know now yeah. he's like, Why are, what are you doing she's like well you don't have coffee up here it's downstairs okay. he's like, diner's open oh i noticed <laughs> and by they we mean the town right the whole town now saying. knows that she's yeah. sleeping with yeah. luke and like oh my god like and i think it's funny because like before they did have a conversation about like do we tell the town? Do we not tell the town? Like, oh, they'll right, figure it right. out or whatever. Like, <clears throat> we'll do it when it's right. And then like, well, they know now. And I have to say, there's also <laughs> this really great flirty moment between her and Luke outside the town meeting. Yes. And I love that whole flirty. Mo- like, I've never seen Luke flirty. That was a very flirty uh-huh. look. Luke. Oh, my <laughs> God. I love it. it. I was like, yes. that's I want someone to flirt with me like that. Right. <laughs> I love when I love when Luke kind of lets his like little barriers down a little bit and yes. you really get to see kind of like how playful he is and how fun he can be, you know, and again, I think that's in the moment when he takes her to that restaurant, you know, and and just how cute he is with, you know, the owner of the restaurant and everything mm-hmm. and and how like kind of mushy he is, even though he's such a hard ass to everybody else (laughs) you know where it's like when luke's in a bad mood he's in a bad mood right and 
you know, but, and it's not so much. And I think it's just, everybody knows him by that point that they know not to take it serious. You know, they know Mm -hmm. that if he's in a bad mood, it's generally because he's got a a pretty good reason. But it usually has to do with Lorelai. Normally, if right. he's bad mood, it always has to do with Lorelai. But it's funny, it's like, when you saw him with um, Nicole, he was never yeah. flirty. Like, he was awkward, no. but not flirty. But I feel like with Lorelai, there's no pretending. They've known each other for years. Right. It's like they've seen each other at their worst. Exactly. Already. So it's not like they have to sit there and... I don't know, like pretend. Yeah. And like, not really pretend, but you know, you put your best self out there just to get to know them. It's because they already know one another and it's not having to go through that awkward stage of like, okay, so we're dating, you know, he's divorced. She knows he's divorced. (laughs) She doesn't have to have the awkward conversation. Oh, I had a kid at 16. He knows she had a kid at 16. Like, right. None of this, which is why it angers me when they go into season six yes and it bothers me so much because they have this history with one another they have this current moment with one another and it's like why did they ruin it (laughs) and why did they take it so well the ruin starts over in season five and well yeah it does so for the a lot of this, like watching it older, there's a lot of times I agree with Emily. There's a lot of things she does right. There's a lot of things I agree mm-hmm. with. This one, I will never like. I I'm with Lorelai. I would I don't think I'd ever forgive her for it. Oh yeah. And that was her and Richard have reconciled, so now they're gonna re- renew their vows, renew. Uh-huh. their thing. And she goes to take an invite specifically to Christopher as a way uh-huh. to tear apart Luke and Lorelai. And rather than Emily look at how the healthy relationship she has with Luke, how, how like, mm-hmm. like Luke shows up at the house and he has right. dinner with her. He goes and golfs with Richard. Like at mm-hmm. no time did he be like, I don't want to do this. He was like, no, make the call. Go, you know, right, set it up. Exactly. This is part right. of us being together. Us being together means including your family. Like I already know that. I knew that coming in here. He told Jess right. the same thing. He's already told right. Jess what he, and so he follows through and he's mm-hmm. a great person to Rory. Like, he's been there for her, like, far more than Christopher ever has. Like her dad. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then Emily comes in, decides just because she can't let this go, mm-hmm. she's going to drag Christopher in this. And, you know, Lorelai already kind of messed up before this with the whole Christopher thing, which I hate Christopher. Right. He ruins yeah. everything. And Rory yeah. coming in and yelling at him that he ruins everything was dead on. Yes. Uh, so said everything that i wanted to say right that she even I she's said. like you can't help it you come in and you ruin it and like mom's really happy and don't ruin yeah. mom's happiness like, like leave her do alone. something for her for once quit thinking of yourself and, and so stay away <laughs> of course christopher comes in and then it just becomes this disaster and that you know and mm-hmm. lorelei panics and does that whole like panicky grasping thing with luke afterward yeah. where she's like really bugging him and like right. i get it that would probably be me too i'd be freaking out i'm like oh my god i'm losing him so now i'm gonna right. hold really really tight to the point where they're like okay now you gotta back up because i right. can't <laughs> do this and you mm-hmm. see lorelei is devastated i mean mm-hmm. devastated she's not just lost her boyfriend she lost her best friend 
Right. And it's just, it's heartbreaking to see her like that. Like she can't even get out of bed. Right. No, it's very true. And even at the very end of that, not very end, but at the end of the vow renewal when they're supposed to be taking pictures and just, you can just see it. And it's not just anger, it's anger and it's hurt and it's sadness and it's all in one. And when she tells Emily, like, I will never, like, we're done. Forgive you. Yeah. yeah, we're done. You and yeah. me, we're done. You know, right. and I am 100% with her on that because that was just an awful, awful, like, move, which. I, uh, I don't know. And again, I just, I don't understand. I do understand why Emily did it. But then at the same time, I don't understand because she knows Luke. Luke isn't just some random person right? that, you know, just all of a sudden came into her life. Like she knows him. She yeah. knows the relationship that her daughter has with this man, you know, and she knows that there's something there, even from the very beginning. Her season. Exactly. And, and you know, and even she, you know, thought that there was a thing between them already. Mm-hmm. And so it just, it, and maybe that's just the, the, what adds like the salt to the wound even more, you know, where it's yeah. like, you know him, you know him, you know how good he is to her and Rory you know and for her to go and do this and then just and then for Christopher to even act on it and to right he didn't have to show up no he didn't have to show up he decided to show up because once again it's the Christopher show yep and Christopher Mm -hmm. would rather think about Christopher rather than about Lorelai and her being happy in her relationship, his daughter's already yelled at him for it. Exactly. You know, like it's just exactly. Uh, and then he comes in and he's like, Oh, well, your grandmother, you know, or whatever it is that he tells Rory, you know, because Rory's like, Why are you here? Right. You know? And and then I don't know, the whole moment of where Rory and Logan are in the the room and they're kissing and everything, and then the, you know, Lorelai walks in on her. And because, you know, they're needing, they need her. Right. <laughs> and, um, you know, and then that's when Christopher decides to puff up his chest and, and to try and act like a dad and, and, you know, lose his shit on, on Logan of like, you're in there with my daughter. And blah, blah, right. Blah, and, and then Luke like, turns yeah. around. He's like, where were you on her graduation? Where were you when she was exactly. sick and all she would eat was like chicken soup or whatever it was. And like, yep. he's like, where the hell were you when she, you, she actually needed you? Like. You've exactly. been nowhere. And like you don't get to just in, come in. Yeah. Once yeah. again, it shows that Luke has been a much better father to Rory than Christopher ever has. And yeah. Yeah. And we do have to talk about Rory and Logan. Oh, God. <laughs> I I always have this, like, I always seesaw with Logan. Sometimes he's mm-hmm. fine. Sometimes he's not. But to me, mostly, he's just a rich, immature child. And yeah. I think that Rory would have been much better off. She just went with Marty. Yeah. Yeah. I wish they would have not brought Logan in as a boyfriend for her. Um, I feel like maybe he could have been a, a halfway decent friend or just somebody that's there. I feel like they should have switched him and Marty like, he should have been the one you know what i mean because yeah. I mean, there are there are moments where they 
do get along and they kind of are from the same world, obviously, in a way. Um, And I feel like in, in her relationship with Logan, you kind of start to see the Gilmore in her kind of come out a little bit more because obviously Logan has money too. Mm-hmm. And even though she doesn't directly have money, her she knows her grandparents and she knows that there's a somewhat power behind her name. Um, and I feel like you kind of see her kind of get used to that lifestyle because she has the driver, you know, from Logan. And then eventually, you know, she moves in with him and... And, you know, basically has his, like, place all to herself, you know? Yeah. And she doesn't have to worry about anything. (laughs) No. And and even before then, when they had the party for her while she was dating Dean. And then, which I have to say is, it was an entertaining moment where kind of Logan swooped in and kind of saved her, which, but like, even Lorelai saw it at that point. She comes stumbling drunk out of a limo, tiara, looking... Very, you know, breakfast at Tiffany's and, mm-hmm. um, you know, no, it's, it's the drunk socialite that falls out of the limo yep. with a whole bunch of people in the car and everyone's laughing and joking. And yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's yeah, and, definitely. But yeah, I, I didn't, I thought Logan, not a good okay. I don't know, Logan's okay. It just, I don't get the appeal that everybody else does. I just think he's just okay. I feel like he's a step above Dean. Yeah. Not much. <laughs> yeah. So. It, it's true. Yeah. And yeah. then, um, yeah. so, and then we got to we'll continue on here through season five here. We've got where Rory ends the season with her stealing the yacht with. Oh, Logan. yeah. And I feel like, and that- in which whole, I mean, okay. So she has this internship with Logan's dad and mm-hmm. like, it's this double-edged sword I've got on this feeling. It's part of it is I feel like Mitch Huntsberger did a terrible job of explaining and teaching her anything. Oh, and then yeah, like definitely. he turns around and like, Oh, you don't have it. You're terrible. Yeah. And then like, but at the same time, like really she's going to fall apart that much that she's going to go and drop out of mm-hmm. Yale and go steal a yacht. Like, have, mm-hmm. like this is what happens when you don't let kids fail at some point in their life. Like, right. Exactly. And that's where, yeah, no, I totally agree with that because I feel like, I mean, yes, is Rory a smart girl? Yes, she's very much a smart girl. Is she above your average, like, teen girl, even in high school? Yes, she was very much, she knew what she wanted. She knew how to get there. She Mm -hmm. worked hard for it, which I totally understand. But at the same time, I feel like there was so much of like oh my gosh you're gonna do these great and amazing things and you're always you know like at the top of your game you know right and so for her and I mean yeah Mitch totally tore her down for no reason you know especially after having to sit through that dinner with Mm -hmm. Logan's mom and grandpa where right. they pretty much like ripped into her too was like yeah you're you're not good enough basically yeah you know so I could kind of see how maybe some of that kind of came into play too but to really like fall apart and I mean maybe because you know her wanting to be a journalist was like everything that was her everything that was what she based 
going to school off of, you know, and what she wanted to do. So I guess maybe that was a really big blow. And for somebody like Mitch Huntsberger to say, you don't have it, you right. know, really kind of put her into a spiral, but to really lose yourself that, that much. I don't I mean, know. You're in <laughs> Yale for crying out loud. <clears throat> right. Like, pick yourself up. Obviously money is not a problem. So if you have to be in school for an extra year to figure out what it is you want to do, it's not that big of a deal. Like your grandparents exactly. will pay for it mm-hmm. and they're not going to go broke doing it. And it's, no. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's, what's so mind blowing. Like you watch this, you're like, holy crap. Like then mm-hmm. get a Then d- instead of getting a degree in journalism, get one in English and go figure, yeah. expand your journalism horizons. Like, mm-hmm. Or go do it on your own. Maybe start a blog yeah. and, you know. Do something. Yeah. Do like something. If you wanted- you're the yeah. you're so-called self-starter. Mm-hmm. And so, so-called, you know, everyone talks about, oh, she's so ambitious. She can do this and this. And then, like, you know, she gets one she bad review <laughs> and right. completely loses her mind. And you're like, yeah. and I have to admit, I think Lorelai did the right thing in this. Where she's like, no, I'm not going to play your game. Like. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to play into this. I'm not going to sit here and coddle you. You're not going to come home. I'm not letting you come home if that's what your plan is. Cause that's not what you're going to yeah. do. And exactly. You know, and she really had to be a parent, even though mm-hmm. Rory's 20, she still had to be a parent. And she's just like, mm-hmm. no, you're not going to sit here and be a bum. That's not what you well, worked for. Even back in, I want to say it was maybe season five. Um, you know, she, pretty much told her like shouldn't we have gone through this like five years ago like shouldn't we have done this whole like i'm angry at you and i'm gonna go like sour teen yeah yeah Yeah. shouldn't you have had this attitude yeah right (laughs) like they missed that you know she was i feel like high school rory was so much more on track than college Rory. She's very mature. Yeah, she's like a really mature yeah. kid and she can have, you know, talk to people and all this. And I feel like maybe maybe she kind of peaked in high school. Oh, <laughs> man, that's a rough thought. Okay. <laughs> Me too, Rory. Me too. Right. Um, but, you know, and then of course season five ends with Lorelai popping the question to Luke. Because Luke had the reaction that she needed. Mm-hmm. Luke had the right reaction. He's like, well, then we'll just make sure she goes to school. Like, screw it. Then her choice is gone now. Like, he's like, we'll drive right. her to school. We'll sit at her classes. Like, he's like, I don't care. I don't care what it takes. Well, I don't care. Kind of like care. His, it was kind of like his reaction that he had with uh, Jess, too. In high That's school. true. He does. Mm-hmm. He he understands the, you know, that the education is important. And, right. you know. To do good. Well, to not only know. that, but he knows, yeah. he knows that, like, School is all Rory has ever talked about and has all she's ever wanted to do. You know, like yeah. school has always been such a major part of who she is. So, of course, he's like, well, we're not going to let her. Like, yeah, we will make her go. Right. We'll just make her. And, you know, and it's interesting because Lorelai went to her parents. And at first they were like, OK, well, what do we got to do? And they start right. making their list and doing everything. And then Rory shows up with her sad puppy dog eyes and her crocodile tears and mm-hmm. they fall apart and they're like, well, she'll just live here and it'll be fine. And Lorelai's like, I literally sat at this table, right? Like, I sat at this table and asked you right. for help. Like, right. she's gone to them for help twice. Mm-hmm. Like, she went once for Chilton and then this time. Like, 
Right. You know, she didn't ask for help when the house was falling apart. That was Rory. Rory asked for that. Mm -hmm. And then Rory was the one who went to them for Gail money. Exactly. So she's only been there once to really ask for true help for Rory. Once for Mm -hmm. Chilton before. And then this time to keep her in Yale. And they completely dropped the floor out from under her. And I think she's very justified in her anger. Like when Mm -hmm. she just shows up middle of the night with the laundry basket was coming. Oh my god, I love that part so oh my god. much. Like, oh, here's her stuff. Also, like, yeah, I don't blame her. Also really love the part when she sends Michelle to her house yes. to let her mom in. Yes. Oh my god. Michelle's just like, I am just to sit here until you leave. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't instructed to do anything else. Right. <laughs> I love that part. Anyway, And like, but, yeah. part of me is like, you know, a part of me is always torn when Rory's at the court and the right. judge was like, no, that's not good enough. Like, a part of me is like, okay, like, I get where the judge is coming from. I totally get it. But at the same uh-huh. time, it is Rory who, like, literally never does anything. Like, she really isn't a bad kid. She really isn't one of those. Right. And so, right. like, a part of me, like, gets where the judge is coming from and kind of wants to high five the judge. But at the same time, I feel right. like it was wasted on the wrong kid. Right, because you really only saw Rory get in trouble. Like, yeah, like Logan that would have been much better for Logan. Like, that's oh, what Logan should sure. have gotten. Like, yeah. I, I feel like she wasted that kind of like power on Rory than like somebody else. Mm-hmm. So, but I also feel like it was a very um important part that the judge did for her because it's kind of I don't know maybe kind of helped snap her out of that whole like like. Not that she was a, not that she considered herself like to be one of the rich kids, but kind of like, well, Rory kind of gets away with everything in a way, yeah. um, type of thing. And it kind of, I mean, she had to do a lot of hours of community service and it kind of humbled her in a way, mm-hmm. uh, to where it was kind of like, yeah, well, even your grandparents can't get you out of this one. <laughs> right. And they tried. Right. They, <laughs> they did. Tried. And they couldn't, you know, uh, they couldn't fix this for you. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like I agree. And then I don't agree because, again, same reasons as you where I feel like it was kind of wasted on her. But at the same time, I'm like, well, maybe she kind of needed it. You know, maybe she did. That was what she needed. Um, But, yeah, for her to have totally just dropped out of Yale and, you know. Join the DAR. Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That was a whole a whole thing. And even, you know, Lorelai was like, wow. Like I know. that's that's what you're doing now. Right. And <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it, it was just it just at the same time, and I know you and I kind of talked about it briefly before, but it was kind of like, you know, Emily loved it. Emily loved it. Oh, she did. Because it was kind of like having her second chance of having Lorelai kind of following her steps, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of doing all the things that she probably wanted to do with Lorelai, but didn't and couldn't. Right. You know, and so she got Rory, which, you know, they obviously they love and adore this girl. Yeah. Uh, which I get um i always thought it was kind of funny how they were so like they love this girl they love her so much which is great because that's what grandparents are supposed to do but then at the same time they were always so angry at lorelei for getting pregnant at 16 which i get you know yeah generally you you don't 
generally want that for your children. Right. But at the same time, I'm like, but you have this granddaughter. Like, can't you just let go of the fact that she got pregnant at 16, but they wanted to keep holding that over her. But meanwhile, they like worship and adored this granddaughter that they right. had. You know, yeah. so it's like you 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 can can't have it both ways <laughs> right you can clearly see the struggle that the grandparents well i think they just have the idea that eventually lorelei and christopher would get married and roy would have come around no matter what right exactly and so but in their mind roy should have come around after christopher and lorelei got married after they graduated right. <laughs> college and they, True. Yeah. you know after they got married and graduated from college pope probably yale would have been ideal right. and then <laughs> um and then they would have had rory and yeah you know and they would have had this perfect relationship with their daughters so i feel like that's kind of what their thought right. process was was well right. she would have happened yeah. no matter what because lorelei and christopher were always meant to be right which is why they can't let go of the lorelei and christopher idea either right because yeah. no they're supposed to be a family and it's like well no no they really aren't supposed to be <laughs> no and uh, not good for her <laughs> no and i love that so i want to talk about too like because this is the season mm-hmm. that lorelei gets a dog paul Anka, oh yes, the dog. Yes. and it was so funny because when i first saw this i was like oh my god like why is she catering to this dog but it's lorelei so uh-huh. she's gonna cater to this dog and then i got a dog who's just as neurotic as paul Anka. And now it's like, I see so, like, there's times where it's like, I think it was when I first had to take her to a dog sitter and explain my dog. And I was like, this is absurd. Like, I can hear the crazy come out of my mouth. (laughs) Well, you gotta be really careful there because this, you know, so like, I totally, yeah, I know. I totally cater to my dog's needs, even if they are insane. (laughs) <laughs> and my well, husband does it too like we, we both were totally guilty of doing it like we'll, we'll totally do like random things that like people are like what are they doing it's like no just trust us it's just the dog yep. it's fine so but yep. <laughs> uh, yeah no I thought it was pretty entertaining and you know I did watch the episode with the um let me hear your balalikas I think that's how you say it ring mm-hmm. out and that's the episode where Lorelai does fall apart over Rory, even though she's kind of putting it on the dog and Luke is just right. holding her. And right. it's also the episode that Jess comes back again. And mm-hmm. it is this. Okay. A lot of people say they don't like Jess. It is this episode right here that make me like Jess so much more. Like yep. he's so much better than all the other boyfriends, but he, and Serena and I have talked about this. He had to mm-hmm. leave to become this person. Mm-hmm. And, he had to leave Rory. He had to leave it all behind. He had to start making his own decisions to become this person. But he comes back. He's written a novel. It's like, you know, it's in print. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. And Rory, like, is so excited for him and so happy for right. him. And yeah. then Logan shows up back home early from being out of town in Omaha, which, of course, he was being mm-hmm. a baby about. And yeah. so he's <laughs> being a baby about going to Omaha. And then... um but he comes back early and so he comes across Jess and mm-hmm. it's one of the, it's probably the first time you see Jess act like the bigger person and the adult. Right. Whereas like with Dean, he used to poke the bear and he loved oh. doing it. Like he took joy in it. Like you can't blame him. Like it was so easy. And so. Well, that, and it fit, it fit 
that time in the yes. sense that they were, you know, in high school. And of course, that's usually, you know, if you saw a hothead getting hot, that was your your thing. You know? Right. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. And then now you see Logan rolls up. He doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know about this guy, which I kind of get like Logan's at first kind of like, what's right. going on? I go out of town and my girlfriend's out with this guy. And, you right. know, and it's like, I kind of get that at the beginning. And, but then like Logan just keeps digging that hole. Yeah. And as the more he acts, the more he talks, and then Jess just lets him talk and say things. Like, mm -hmm. Jess just kind of gives his monosyllabic, like, mm -hmm. you know, answers and just lets Logan dig that hole and makes it yeah. so uncomfortable. Or Logan's like, oh, we'll get another beer. No worries. I can pay for it. And Jess is like, oh, I haven't even finished this. And it's totally fine. Right. Like, <laughs> like, no, like, I'm fine. And, uh, yeah, you mm -hmm. know, so it's this whole thing. And, just finally just goes i i'm gonna go like this i don't even know what i'm doing here at this point like mm -hmm. i meant to go have a nice dinner with rory to kind of catch up as friends and this well, freaking and guy right and even he kind of sees like the fact that like again just like with dean like rory is just making excuses yeah again and again and again yeah she comes and outside and starts making excuses for logan's behavior mm -hmm. yeah and it's kind of like at that point, that's when Jess is like, okay, well, like enough is enough. You know, right. like, you can't keep making excuses for everybody all the time. Well, then like, he's like, I don't really give a shit about him. I don't care about him. Right. What the hell is going on with you? What are you doing? Yeah. And he just exactly. straight up tells her, what are you doing? What is happening? What happened to Yale? Like, what, what is yeah. going on? And she's just like, mm -hmm. she's finally faced and someone's asking her the questions and she just, she doesn't even know. She's been answering. No, she doesn't even know. No, she doesn't know how to answer. <laughs> yeah, she's like, well, I don't know. I don't know. You know, she's all. She's like, I don't know. And he's like, well, basically, like, get your shit together. Like, basically, get I can get my shit together. You can get your shit together. So get your shit together. You know, mm -hmm. and um, so you know, he was especially... very much her like voice of reason. In he was, episode, yeah, where it really kind of snapped her out of whatever she was in you know, and really kind of made her rethink a lot of what was going on. <laughs> right. And yeah. what she hasn't been doing. <laughs> yeah. Like, and he's just like, this is insane. Like what you're living with your grandparents. He's like, that doesn't make any sense either. Like he comes back and like, none of this makes right. sense. And he's like, what is going on? <laughs> and uh, like the yeah, only thing that makes sense at this point is that Luke and Lorelai are together. Everything else doesn't make sense. And like, right. like what is happening? And so and he does, he reads her the riot act and she, you know, kind of gets it together after that. And, um, you know, and if it was Dean, he would have coddled her and been like, Oh, you, it's okay. You know what? You, you and I can spend time together. Uh huh. And it would have, yep. he would have fed into it so much. Mm -hmm. Like he would have been awful. He was not a motivator for her. No, no, not at all. No. He didn't challenge her. He didn't. He wasn't who she needed to be with. And, no. you know, and I'm glad that, I mean, if spoiler, I guess this is a spoiler, but it, I'm it, glad that her about the whole <laughs> I know, but I'm glad that her and Jess don't end up together. And I'm glad that they kind of stuck him as a friend and kind of left him as a friend mm -hmm. and that they didn't put them together because to be honest, 
Rory wasn't good for him at all. And no. I mean, maybe in the very beginning of the first half of the season or the episodes, um, in like when she was trying to help him through high school and all of that stuff. So maybe that Rory was, but again, I feel like just maybe as a friend, not as somebody to be in a relationship with because they always had a lot to say together and they were always on the same page as far as books and, and, you know, things like that. But I don't know. I just don't feel like she was a good match for him. And I'm glad that they didn't keep that relationship going. Yeah, I could see that. And I think, I feel like Rory and Logan dragged on too long. Oh God. Yes. (laughs) I could see that. Like it should have been a shorter relationship with her and Logan. It It dragged on too long. I'm glad that she also didn't at the end of season seven, he proposes and she turns him down and I'm glad she did. Yeah. That, that made sense. Um, yeah. But they should have ended it probably one of the first times that he took off or yeah. during yeah. the bridesmaid thing, you know, yep. like, yeah. it just it should have. There ended was a lot of times when her and Logan should have ended it and been done and they weren't. Mm-hmm. No, they should have. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They should have just made her maybe not be in a relationship this like last two seasons. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. I hear that. And then you've got, of course, the prodigal prodigal daughter returns and prodigal. Uh, prodigal. I never know how to say that one. I don't know why. Like, I can read it. Like I can read it, but I can't I say it. It's one of those words. Yeah. Um, and so not only does Rory come back, you know, she's reinstalled, reenlisted into Yale. She moved out of her grandparents. Um, right. She moved in with Paris in her shitty apartment. And then, uh, but Luke finds out he's got a daughter. Yeah. And I I don't hate that he has a daughter out there. No. But I hate how they did it. Yes. I don't like um what's her name? The mom. Anna? Uh, Anna. Anna? Yeah. Was Anna Nardini? Like yeah, I didn't Anna like Nardini. her. I didn't like how she did like she cheated Luke out of years with that girl. Like Luke so would have been things. amazing with her. But mm-hmm. she decided to make the decision for Luke rather than telling him and informing him, which right. would have been the right thing to do because he's not a bad person. Maybe he says things about oh. kids, but that doesn't mean he didn't deserve to not know. Exactly. And exactly. so you've, you've got her with that. And April's this cool kid who's all into science and she's this really neat little kid. And he kind of, she kind of reminds him of Rory where, you know, super school, super into reading, super into like things like that. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like he already knows like kind of what to expect because he was there for Rory so much. Yeah. She's like the science version of Rory. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, and he's great with her. And unfortunately, of course, and I'm blaming the writers because at this point from here on out, Everything that happens from the from season six, episode ten, and beyond, yep. I blame the writers, and I'd like to have a very, very. I would like to know conversation with them. Who hurt them? Who hurt right? them much <laughs> to hurt these characters? My God, they were like at this point, they were like, okay, we're just not going to be true to the characters anymore, right? And it was just a bunch of like. Bullshit. It was like Luke. I mean, okay, Luke was thrown a wrench. He's got this daughter, right? But Lorelai has a daughter. 
it's not that hard to tell her, oh my God, you'll never guess what happened today. Like, you know, maybe a week. I'd give him a week to kind of figure this out and be like, oh my God. Process it himself. And then talk to Lorelai about it. Like that would be probably a lot more true to Luke Mm -hmm. and his character. And then we have this, you know, but in, Ugh. And then it just all falls apart. And then it does. Lorelai finds out she's probably not going to marry Luke. And, you know, it's not going to happen, even though she wants, obviously wants it to happen. Yep. And then she gives Luke the ultimatum at the end of season five, which throws mm-hmm. Luke because Luke is not an ultimatum kind of person. And instead of no. like, and well, that then, and he's not, he's not a spontaneous kind of person, especially no. with something with what she threw at him. Right. Like, he one, did this he did the spontaneous marriage once before. Remember how well that worked out for him? Exactly. And Luke is very much of a kind of like learn from your past type of thing. You know, yeah. you like you don't make the same mis- you try not to make the same mistakes twice. Right. And that wasn't fair for her to sit there and basically kind of choose where she basically was making him choose it's either now or never type of thing right you know? and then he doesn't answer or, or says not yet doesn't or no her, yeah yeah doesn't give her the answer that she wants this right time. and so instead of her just being adult about it she decides to run off to christopher and sleeps with him oh hate that oh, my god which brings <laughs> us to season that. seven which yes. is you guys have to understand how much gilmore girls we watch <laughs> and how nine times out of ten, by the time it reaches partway through season six, we start at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, we don't keep watching. It's no. too difficult to watch. It's so frustrating. It's so it frustrating. Is- oh, it's so. Season seven <clears throat> has to be my, like, I think I've only seen, honestly, I think I've only seen the whole season seven a handful of times just because I hate it that much. I think you've seen it more I than I have. I've seen a few episodes more than once, but not the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I can't. I hate I it. Can't they screwed over it. Lane. They were like, oh, let's yes. torpedo Lane's life. You've got Lane who has this great band. They're going places. They go on tour. They come back at the beginning of season six. They're back from tour. Mm-hmm. And then she marries Zach at the end of season six, which is kind of cute. Fine. It's fine. Right. It's totally fine. Totally it's totally fine. cute because Lane in her, she has to wait for marriage to have sex. And right. Zach has been amazing about that. And I do want to actually talk about right. the band two moving yeah, in together definitely. um which could totally bring us back to season four here but oh my God, i yeah. love when she ends up moving in with zach and brian i've mm-hmm. had male roommates before i love having male roommates they're the best roommates mm-hmm. to have um but like the boys are arguing over this shelf space and she's like you guys you have a totally clear shelf here and they're like no that's for you guys that's what yeah. it's, when you find two guys that are cool do you want to be roommates with that's what it's like they're like they will yeah. think of you they are they're like oh no that's for you like that's your spot and then we've got you a spot you know in the bathroom too mm-hmm. like for your stuff and like how goes for that yeah <laughs> and like it's so sweet and it's so cute and like you know and, and um, that for her is her realization that it's gonna work like right it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be fine okay. everything's gonna be okay and then yeah. like they become this weird thruple like <laughs> it's <laughs> even though she only dates zach but like it's this weird like even though well, she starts yeah. dating zach they don't kick out brian like no. brian's still part of it you know they got yeah. you know it's so great and it's so neat seeing this relationship mm-hmm. that she has with all of them and yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's just Gil. so good. And then they get Gil, and Gil's just, he's great. He's so funny. He's and a he family just, man. He owns his own business, and he just rocks on the side because that yeah. is what he loves. And he absolutely. I love, yeah. I yeah. just, I love how they kind of, especially, especially now being older, considering at the time that this came out, we were probably, we were basically like their same age. Like, right. When that came out. And so seeing it now and looking at Gil and being like, wow, I'm probably your age or you're probably my age. Pretty close. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So it's kind of, I mean, I get it. They're like, okay, this old dude. But at the same time, I'm like, this dude can play. Like he he rocks, literally. Like that is his job. (laughs) And I love it when Lane makes or has the whole band go to her mom's house for the uh, new year. And like yes. Gil's like, yeah. <laughs> when they're done I, playing the music. <laughs> yes. I that is probably one of my favorite, favorite scenes in that whole thing. Can I just say though to really quick, throwing it back to Dave when Dave was in the van? Can I just yes. see how much I love okay? Yes, Lane's mother is neurotic and crazy and over the top. She's traditional. She's very traditional. 100%, you know. And so I get Lane's, you know, resistance to her. Like, I totally understand that. But can I just say that Lane had the best support group when it came to her bandmates about her mom and the fact that her mom is very into the Korean culture. Yes. And the fact that Dave was so supportive in trying to be who her mom wanted, like, for her daughter. Right. You know? Well, and then you see it later, too. Like, when they do go to the house for the new year. And right. Ryan knows, like, he did all his research. He exactly. does all this research. But then when Mrs. Kim comes to visit for the first time, like, mm-hmm. they... The boys dressed up like the Mm -hmm. boys dressed up nice and ties and shirts and like Mm -hmm. and they had tea ready for her because they thought that's something she would like. And like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, it's so sweet. That is what I loved. The fact that they didn't hold her mom like against her the way they did. Do you know what I mean? Right. And then they didn't they didn't try and change her mom. Like no, they, you and know, they, they didn't defy her mom in the no. sense of like, oh, like screw your mom, you know, like we're gonna do our thing and we're gonna be these hard rockers and blah blah blah. And who cares what she says? You know, they really took into consideration like the fact of who and the fact that her mom helped them. Her yeah. mom helped them go on and to be able to I do tour. <laughs> and then like Zach was like, we're not gonna change our lyrics, draw the line. She's like, Prince had, you know, she talks about Prince had six, yes. you know, top pits and he didn't swear once. Get with the times. And he's like, Whoa, yeah. okay. But I love like Mrs. Kim ends up becoming supportive of the band in her way. Mm-hmm. And then when Lane and Luke or Lane and Zach get married, like Zach does the Korean wedding with her, even though like right. he's knowing what's going on and like Right. Oh, it's so and then it's, even at the end when she's like I'm gonna take two sleeping pills or whatever you know and basically like letting her daughter like have her moment of rocking out with her friends and yes you know, music yep. and dancing and having fun you know and she yep. is finally letting Lane be Lane yes you know? and letting her have that moment and oh uh, and I feel 
at that point, that is when, I don't know, like they stopped letting Lane be Lane. And that's when the writers just decided to throw a wrench into all that. Right. And they're like, like how, how can we ruin Lane? They're like, they sat around a table like, okay, guys, here we have all these characters. How can we ruin everybody's lives? I got an idea. Right. Let's make Lane pregnant with twins. Yeah. And, and absolutely then, hate, like, hate sex. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, like what? <laughs> That's not even, that's not fair. Like, that's horrible. Like, she's married. She's got this nice guy who, who, like, you know, appreciates and is kind about her, her culture, her family, like, everything. Like, he's respectful. Yeah. Like, they're in a band together. They're in a band (laughs) together. And this band, like, they just had this tour and they can go places. They got all this recording equipment. Like, Mm -hmm. and they're like, we'll ruin this. So then they decide they're going to ruin that. And, Oh, it's so annoying. Point, they were like, well, we already ruined uh, Luke and Lorelai. How else can yeah, we ruin They you know, really ruined Yeah, so then they're like, oh, you know what? I think Emily's been right all this time. Lorelai and Christopher belong together. Let's ship them off to Paris. Have them get married without their daughter. Are you Isn't kidding me? <laughs> right? Like, are you kidding me? Like, Can I just say oh. that Luke never would have let that happen? Hell no. Not even close. Never. He knows. Never. Well, it was even like season six when she was telling him we can't get married till this whole thing with Rory like settles. He knows okay. that. She didn't even right. have to tell him. He already knew. But she exactly. felt better telling him. And he's like, yeah, no, I totally get it. That's fine. Like, absolutely. Of course. Of course you want her right. there. And yeah. oh, my God. And then, of course. But Christopher and then Christopher is Christopher. Everything. Well, the Christopher selfish. show. It's a Christopher <laughs> yep. show. And then, like. Then they have the knit-a-thon, and Christopher's like, I'll just give him the money. Like, what are you doing? You're ruining everybody's fun. Like, everyone's supposed to sit around and bitch. That's the whole point. Exactly. Exactly. And then it, oh, it just... Uh, hate Christopher. Even at, even at that point, I'm like, gosh. And I I love it when the towns get together and do their weird, silly little festivals. and. Right. Dance-a-thons and knit-a-thons and all of that stuff. Like that's the town cool. loves it. Why do you think they keep doing these things over and over? Exactly. And it's like that's the whole point. Like this right. is this is what they do. This is the town. It's a weird little town, and even she says so. And so when you go and you think you're going to be the hero, and it's like no, you're actually ruining it. Like yeah, you ruined everybody's fun. The whole point was everyone to get together. Exactly. That was really what it was. It was not everybody getting together. And now you've just ruined it and stopped it all. Like, And complaining is part of it. Complaining. I mean, I don't know about you, but there are certain things that I'm like, I say I don't want to do, but I actually enjoy doing it. But I'm right. going to sit here and complain well, about it. But- I'm a knitter. And there's times where it's like, I have a project I've really got to finish. And I'll mm-hmm. complain about how like I'm cramping up my fingers. But then I keep going and then I'm so pleased at the project I have when I'm done that all of that is forgotten and I don't even care and I can't wait to pick up the next project. Like Exactly. (laughs) And like Christopher totally misses the point. He misses the point in everything. And he's awful. He's awful. I don't like him. He's terrible. They should have written him out a long time ago. A long time ago. He should have disappeared after he never showed up for her high school graduation and that was that. Exactly. He should have been gone then. He should have been gone when Richard was in the hospital. He should have been gone after Rory yelled at him and yeah. read him the right act. Like there are multiple times that this man should have disappeared and stayed gone. Right. hundred percent. I agree. No, I'm not. I don't, I, I can't stand him. I don't like him. 
I don't like him for Lorelai. I don't like the person she becomes when she's with him. I don't like. Yes, no. I don't like how he just shows up and just rocks the boat and expects it all to be just fine. Well, I'm here. Like, what are your other three wishes? Like, I'm here and I. I'm here and I have I have money all of a sudden now. Oh yeah, that was the other thing. Now he's got money, which of course, why? Why? I mean, doesn't really why? do anything for Lorelai and Rory. Although he when... pays for jail. Exactly. And then and Rory decides to not tell her grandparents. Yeah, she decides to be a child about that. She's like, oh yeah, dad, you could pay for Yale. And then she doesn't even tell her grandparents who have been paying for Yale, who she set up a deal with them years ago. And then yep. she doesn't even have the adult pants to put on to go tell her grandparents. Like, Right. So she kind of pulls a Lorelai in that sense. Yeah, where it's like, no, you should definitely tell them because then it's the right thing to do. Well, it's the right thing to do. They, she has, she struck a deal with them. She came to them. Exactly. She's already come to them for help for Yale, so it's the right thing to turn around and tell them, hey, look, this is what's going on. I'm gonna have my dad pay for it. I know you probably won't be happy about it, but this is, you know, I finally really like my dad to be a part of my life, and this is the way he can do it. Exactly. And honestly, because Richard and Emily love him so much, I really don't think it would have been that big of a deal. No. You know, I think they would have been pleased with it. I think then, I personally think then maybe Emily might have seen that as like an opportunity for uh, Christopher and Lorelai to be together the way that she wanted them to be. You know what I mean? So again, just like Lorelai's assumption with the, like the decorator, and her mom, I feel like Rory did the same thing with, oh, well, I don't want to tell my grandparents that they're, you know, my dad's paying for Yale. And yeah. it's like, well, pretty sure they wouldn't be totally opposed to that idea. Right. Not yeah. because of financial, but just because Emily can see the gain from it of Christopher being right. in their lives. Because that is, oh, anyways. <laughs> yeah. So season seven, we're not pleased, but we don't like it. And the writers out there, now from what I have read in the past and i don't know how mm-hmm. I, I meant to look this up to verify mm-hmm. um there was i do remember that there was a strike for the writers guild in hollywood um oh. this affected things like the office um and even steve carell called in sick one day it was a fake illness oh, i can't wow. remember what he called it but it's something to do in support of the writers um so there's a huge writers uh strike because it is part of their union so it's a union strike right now, this is also in the time when um, reality TV became a bigger boom. It's because you don't mm-hmm. need writers for reality TV. Um, so during this time, from what I read in the past, is that it switched writers' hands because of the strike uh-huh. for season seven. So I meant to look into it more, and I probably should have. But um, So I found, um, sorry, I actually no, I, Did you look things. it up? I did. So it says that, so one of the main parts that comes up from it, from Amy Sherman Palladino, um, it says an unsatisfactory contract negotiations resulted in the departure of, of Gilmore Girls creator, Amy Sherman Palladino and her writer slash director husband, Daniel from the show in 2006 after its sixth season. Okay, so I was I did read that right. Yeah, so it yes. it changed hands in season seven, mm. and I would like to have a very big conversation with those people. 
a very strongly worded conversation with those people. Um, Wow. And apparently at the time of this article, which was like five years ago, but uh at the time of this article, apparently she herself, Amy, had apparently never seen the final season. Ooh, wow. Never watched it. Maybe it's best that she doesn't. Yeah. So, okay. (laughs) Which... And that's the thing, which, again, and I knew that, you know, I had known that before. Mm-hmm. I had, I remember reading about that. And mm-hmm. that's why season seven is so different. But mm-hmm. I got to tell you, I mean, it's just, it was like the people never saw an episode. Right. It's kind of like they went in it and tried to create their own show in the final season. And it's like, and technically, actually, I was reading, too, that technically they wanted to actually do an eighth season but obviously they never well it's because it. they ruined it they ruined right. it in season seven. nobody wanted anything anymore you've ruined and the relationship with luke and lorelei you've made chris like oh and christopher's just and, awful yeah and to be honest they they really didn't um redeem themselves with a revival either Sorry no they didn't they, there was a lot of things that yeah but that would be a totally different episode you know what <laughs> we will do the revival as like a patreon thing that's what we'll do we'll do it as a patreon thing we still got to get it set up that's a thing we got to do um we will get it set up yeah that's something we should do for the for the patreons if they want Mm -hmm. to hear more gilmore girls and we can talk a lot about that too because that's a big one (laughs) it is um but i feel like we're coming here to our to our mark here and yes wrap it up i feel a little bit better ranting a little bit about season seven um yeah although sorry we just don't have like crazy talk but (laughs) i was gonna say sorry we didn't really say a whole lot about season seven but we really don't like it and i mean not to say that that's why we didn't do it it's just uh, a lot of our thoughts on it it just were not it wasn't going to be a very positive review like it wasn't going to be a positive talk and we're trying (laughs) we try to talk about things we really like and for the most part we really like gilmore girls it's right and I, mean, I guess to kind of like quickly like wrap that up like for season seven it's obviously christopher and lorelei don't end up together yes. so if you haven't seen me just you know letting you know they don't end up together um they get married but then they separate and then it's very ambiguous at the end with luke and lorelei yeah anyway so it's kind of that moment of do they or don't they? And I mean, I guess they want to leave you with they do. Um, but it doesn't really, doesn't really say much after that. So, which is kind of not cool, but no. whatever. So anyway, so those are our thoughts on Seven. <laughs> Thank God it's over, right? I'm just kidding. Um, I think personally, I think we really enjoyed seasons three and four probably yeah. the most. Probably the best. Um, and there's a lot of good in season five. There's a lot yeah. of good in there. There's a lot. It's, it is a little roller coastery. Season five is a little roller coastery, but there is a lot right. of good. Yes, that's true. Yeah. But yeah, so... Anyways, we hope you yeah. guys enjoyed uh, this massive roller coaster of ups and downs through uh, the part one and part two. Yep. But, um, and 
thoughts. <laughs> no, it's okay. I've totally cut you off there. I'm sorry. Uh, no, you're fine. <laughs> I was just going to say, make sure you guys head over to our website, thecaffeinatedbesties.com. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Oi with the Coffee Already. And um, we will get Patreon set up. It's just slow going. It's it's a lot to figure out, guys. I don't think you guys realize how much work this all takes. So um, we are figuring it out slowly but surely. We have lives. We're trying to do it and fit it all in. Um, but soon we'll have that set up. And then next week we will be discussing 10 things I hate about you. I'm so excited. I'm for that so one. excited. <laughs> Love that movie. I can't wait to watch it. Which, by the way, guys, if you want to watch it before um this comes out you can watch it on disney plus yes you have disney plus or if you own it you can watch it then but we are gonna uh talk about 10 things i hate about you uh starring julian styles and heath ledger and um let's see oh email if you want to send us a comment make sure you email us at the caffeinated besties at gmail.com and please 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 subscribe like review all that good stuff we love it we love reviews and likes and subscribing and all that it doesn't it it helps us it really does and it costs you nothing so if you want to support us that is one way that we would really 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 appreciate it (laughs) absolutely and i think that kind of wraps us up for the day yep sounds good so always drink your coffee like a gilmore yeah (laughs) drink your coffee like a Gilmore it makes life so much easier or at least more entertaining and faster (laughs) definitely all right folks thanks again for joining us and we'll see you all next week sounds good bye bye